0: welcome to the smt marketing podcast today's episode when should you throw in the towel greetings hey dave larson here got a festive podcast for you today my friends Today we're talking, when should you throw in the towel? Well, that is a profound question. So let me give you a little bit of background information on what we're talking here today. So I have been working on a funnel, a sales funnel, and it's the 48hourauthor.com, which is 48hrauthor.com. So it is a training for business owners on how to write a book really, really fast and it was one of my early funnels, and I've just been kind of messing with it over the over many years, actually. I can't even remember how far back this thing went, but I kept working on it. And Russell Brunson says, you know, ne- it never works the first time. And I'm telling you what, this was no exception that this uh, project, I, I, I say it's like the blob. It started out small and I kept adding on and adding on and adding to it and trying this and trying that <laughs> until it consumed me. <laughs> but th- it, this uh, wasn't just a, a funnel that it, it it's a book and then it had the audio and the video course with bonuses and You know, collaboration, you know, how to create outline for your book, how to mind map the contents of your book, how to do the cover art and turn it into a Kindle book on Amazon. There's a full blown member area. I mean, it's (laughs) just turned into a monster that uh, it's been, been quite the project. So I was thinking back, how did I get started with all this? And I met many moons ago, Howard Berg, the world's fastest reader. And he was telling us how he had sold many, many millions of dollars of information products. And he had been on over a thousand shows, if I remember. And um, he told me that being an author can be a very significant advantage if you want to be on television. And I didn't really have aspirations to be on TV, but hey, I want all the advantages I can. And Howard told me that only 3% of the population ever writes a book. And the book positions you as a subject matter expert, and that's what the media use to kind of screen their guests. So that sounded good to me, and I had some techniques and uh, I, I did my first book and, and it, it was successful and I found, a, you know, this method of, of doing it. And uh, over time, it just became like my pet project that I was so excited about what I had to share with people that I wasn't really paying attention how much time and effort had gone into this thing. I wasn't really doing for the money. It would, you know, have some money making on it would be nice, but it was mainly to help business owners out and help them so they can be an authority in their industry and produce killer lead magnets for their business. You know, they, as my friend Michelle Prince puts it, that a business uh, book is your business card that they don't throw away. So we, it was, I thought, a a, a worthy project, put it that way. So over the years, you could say I've tweaked it a few times that I've added the bonuses. I've tried, you know, physical bonuses like journals and things to capture notes and software bonuses and turned it into a course and uh, added the OTOs, consultations, tested new ad creative. And it seemed I can get traffic, uh, just not many sales. And I... Wasn't sure what was that was causing that, but I tried changing the homepage and the headlines and I tr- tested pricing, you know, $7, $19, 27 47 No significant change that it was surprising to me because usually that really impacts the. Uh, You know, when you mess with the price, (laughs) that usually you lock in on the one that's optimal. But I tried all the, you know, A-B testing and all that on ClickFunnels. And the cost per action stayed stubbornly higher than the average cart value. So it's, we had that. And then I lost the back end of that and and, uh, that, the back end is your other products that you sell after the initial uh, sale is made. And I had what is called a slack adjuster that that's like something that you make a lot more money on towards the end of the funnel. And uh, it was a live event and like, you can't do that with COVID. So, I mean, that just like, just forget that um, they stopped having the live events and, and that went the back end. <laughs> so lately I've had some time to ponder this. Like, what could be holding this back? And it I I started really thinking about it, like digging into it. And you know, this I it it occurred to me this is a very challenging sale. Like Howard Berg said, only three percent do one, a book. In the, in, and most do a book perhaps once in their life and the average lifespan is uh 77.3 years in the u.s and the earliest time that maybe a person would have the skills and maybe consider writing a book is perhaps around 25 (laughs) i'm just guessing i mean you don't know exactly but i don't see too many you know really young authors you'd see occasional one or two but in a you know in in a hundred thousand <laughs> you know there's not the it's usually a little later in life but that leaves a time frame for one purchase of about 52.3 years I mean that is like a whole lifetime and I gotta be in the picture at the precise time when they are ready to or is pondering this so I'm going wow you know I did not really think about this this deeply I was more focused on the product, you know, what what I was bringing to the marketplace and excitement about that. But I didn't realize the timing is so critical. So when I finally went, you know, wait a minute, I tried pricing it as an impulse item, I thought people might buy it and just hold on to it for later that they, I I know, my book, When I wanted to write one, it was on my to-do list for 10 years before I actually pull the trigger on it. But that just shows you, hey, I'll get to it, you know, tomorrow. (laughs) Procrastination sets in. But uh, uh, that's a different story. But, uh, like, I finally came to the point where I was ready to do it, and I threw down and got it done. But the bottom line is the impulse um, pricing didn't affect the sales and later found out that the authors are 72% male and 28% female, and a lot of purchases are made primarily by the females. So, I mean, it's, you know, skinning it down and to add it, make it even worse. How many of the 3% are business owners and they're busy and writing a a book isn't the top of the to-do list. So you have to explain, you know, to them why the, the benefits of doing this and so this is what i learned about the potential buyers since i started you know hindsight is 2020 and maybe i should have dug in a little deeper on the avatar and really thought this much deeper but i didn't (laughs) i blew it so so all i can do is march forward in the future so what moves could i make well I could keep tweaking what I have. try this, try that, keep going. I could rebuild the funnel and maybe do it in more in the style of a traditional book funnel and then evolve into a course. Maybe my video, my smiling face isn't uh, you know good, so I could reshoot the video. I could add more bonuses. I could find a new back end. Or I could do the O'Leary option (laughs) and uh, Kevin O'Leary, that is, and take it out back and shoot it, (laughs) which he recommends on occasion on Shark Tank. But or I could just leave it and, you know, leave it up. And if it sells fine, but don't spend any more time and energy trying to make it work better. And I'm really leaning toward that option and, and, and why? Well, all the, the things, the, the needle in the haystack that I was pointing to before, but my primary business, and this is one of the ones that, you know, what, when you should throw in the towel, if your primary business changes or is incompatible with what you're working on, then you should throw in the towel. And my primary business is building marketing systems for people And this tends to attract, you know, more startups and folks that maybe aren't even in business. And I, I, you know, that like really early stages. And even though authors need marketing and small business owners need marketing, it's not our primary audience. So even though it is a pet, pet project and I've spent a ton of time and money and effort on it, it is a distraction from my other more important things. And for that reason, I should probably let it go. And I know it hurts to let go because I'm a very persistent person. I keep trying and that kind of thing will keep you in business. That's why I'm still in business over 30 years later. And I'm an optimist. You know, I, I, I keep thinking I'll find a way to crack the code. And usually I do. But this rascal... You know, all I could think and uh, I could just feel in my gut and I could hear in my brain, let it be. That's what I have for you today, my friends. Be sure to subscribe to the SMT Marketing Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever fine podcaster heard. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time.